0: Hey everybody, welcome to a bonus episode of the Not A Paid Sponsor Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Season Salt Hernandez, and today's bonus interview is with none other than Arena of Valor professional player from Team Allegiance, North American regional champions who had a chance to represent us in the Arena of Valor World Cup, MTS. MTS. Or MTS Amazing for those of you guys who know him by that uh, that tag. It brings me great pleasure to have this interview published. Uh, I've known him for five years now, or going over five years. Uh, you'll hear him talk about it—the the story of how he started playing mobile games and, and how he ended up playing in small community events, and how he he stood motivated and he met up with his now teammates of team allegiance and how they were brought into the arena of valor competitive scene all the way to their experiences in thailand and then quit playing in the regional championships and the world cup and he gives a bunch of insight on on on, on the game the state of the game where we're at i mean i'm not going to spoil it man you really got to sit down enjoy the podcast and i really hope you enjoy it as much as i enjoyed interviewing him so sit back and enjoy This is the Not A Paid Sponsor Podcast. I teased in the last episode that I was waiting for a green light to see if I could get a very special interview. And lo and behold, the next day, I got a message on Discord saying, hey, let's get together. We'll do the interview. So I am proud to announce that I am joined here by professional Arena of Valor player, the pride of north america uh alg mts how are you man i am doing pretty good i can't tell you man it's such an honor um for those of you guys who don't know um i've I've known him for about i want to say five years right is when we were doing the line chat rooms and all that gotta
1: be like five years yep
0: yeah so and it's pretty cool you know that you know we went from playing went from all the drama from playing hawk and and seeing the success the rise in success and you having a chance to join ALG and uh not only join ALG but prove that you guys were the not only the favorites to win the regionals, but you guys ended up performing better than expected and making your guys way to the World Cup. Um tell us a little bit, you know, in your words, like, you know, let everybody know where you came from, like your background in, in mobile gaming and, and how it led you know, how it led you to be where you're at today.
1: Well, I think it all started, I used to just play on my PlayStation, but my brother used to play it so much, and we only had one, and it was kind of like, I needed something else to do, so I just picked up uh, mobile gaming, and then I started playing Hawk, and I just love that game so much, I'll play it like nonstop, and I just, ever since then, it's just like, every single mobile MOBA that comes out, you know, I just feel like I just have to try it. And I so, just try to be the best I can at it.
0: So you you say you played Heroes of Order and Chaos. You've played VG Mobile Legends, Heroes pretty,
1: Evolved. Also, just pretty much every every mobile mobile you can probably think of, I probably played it.
0: So how did you how did you decide that Arena of Valor was going to be where you're at? Because you know, like mobile, for instance, like Mobile Legends at the time was like the hot ticket when it was out. Yeah, it was like the next best thing. You know, yep. how did you decide on, on on going with, you know, the Arena Valor side as opposed to, let's say, some of the other MOBAs that are out there?
1: I think it was just the com- the competitive scene. Like, whatever MOBA I play, I try to be as competitive as possible, Like like top-level tournaments and stuff like that. That's what really, like, keeps me interested, and that's what's, like, really fun for me.
0: Mm-hmm. So I
1: saw, like, the European version of Arena Valor and stuff like that, and they had so many tournaments and, like professional teams and stuff like that and i saw how big it was in china and i was like that's the one i really want to get into
0: so you chose aov you had a chance to play aov uh, during its european release and you said you also played the chinese version what is it honor of kings or
1: um i i watched a lot of the chinese um i mean the taiwan version is Uh arena valor but it's like ahead of us and then there's also the chinese version kings of glory So I watched a lot of that. I didn't get a chance to play those. But when it went to EU, I played a lot of it on beta and I really liked it.
0: So how was it playing overseas? You know, for instance, uh, like connection wise, how was the experience meeting the EU talent? Do you feel like, you know, having a chance to play in EU uh, or playing on the EU server gave you like the upper advantage for when the game was globally released?
1: Um, It may have a little bit, like I got to see a lot of what people, how people are playing a lot. And uh, I guess just knowing a little bit more about the game before it kind of came over here.
0: All right. So talk me through the, how how did you get picked up by ALG? Is that something that happened over on EU side or did that happen upon your arrival, you know, the uh, North American release? That was
1: only on North America release. So a lot of The first team that got together was Immortals and they played a lot. Like they went to an exhibition for like Team Liquid in the beginning. And a lot of those players had been playing for a long time, like over on the EU server. And then they were dominating the, uh, what's it called? It was like the community cups a lot. Yeah. And we were trying to just make a team to just try to beat them. That was like our main goal. We just wanted to beat them. So. Like some, we lost a lot, and then we combined some teams to try to get as good as we could, and we ended up just being really good, winning a lot of community cups, and then ALG just kind of approached us.
0: So, what was your team name before you guys were? So, you guys had you guys were a part of a separate team, and then ALG approached you and basically uh, absorbed you guys to the franchise. Yeah, so we
1: just started like our own little team, and we just called it Snacks Crew, and that's what it was for a couple weeks of the community cups. And then I guess when Allegiance was looking to get into the game, they kind of saw us winning a lot and stuff like that, so they started talking to
0: us. Now, team uh, Team Allegiance, they they normally haven't been with mobile gaming. This is their is their this is their first uh, venture into the mobile esports uh, sector. Am I correct?
1: Yeah, they oh. just started getting into mobile gaming just now. I think this year. They and also picked up uh, Clash Royale right after us.
0: Okay. Oh yeah, I have seen some stuff on the uh, on the Twitter page uh, regarding Clash Royale. How do yep. you? How has the 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 absorb? You know how how is it being? You know, starting like a little grassroots team and then being absorbed by a bigger organization. How is the transition? For you guys, like mentally, did you guys have to change how you behave? Did you guys have to change? I mean, is it what were the changes from going from Snacks Crew to ALG? What were the...
1: Well, I mean, we had to, first off, we had to start, like, acting a lot more professional and stuff Uh like that. Like, we're under contract. We have to do, like, certain things and act a certain way because everything we do, like, represents the brand. So we got to, like, keep everything... Like was there it. any
0: like uh like coaching involved? Like did you have to attend any like lessons like on professional like I guess uh like competitive integrity and professionalism and eat, like, in the like in competitive environment? Or was this yeah, just something had, that like
1: we had some like uh we had some meetings with our manager and stuff like that, just going over everything. It wasn't too serious, but like when they bring it up, you kinda know like you gotta stay on your best behavior.
0: Yeah, friends, like I've seen, you know, I've seen uh as a rest that streams on Twitch I noticed that for the most part you guys like even at the World Cup you guys had a it was loose but you guys you guys kind of kept it classy yeah. you know what I'm saying exactly. like it's so
1: cool, you know you just play have fun and just i guess just stay stay in the right mind i guess
0: right on so um coming from the background from console switching over to mobile landing on AOV, competing in the Community Cups. Um, You guys were, like, I think, what, 400 points above Immortals. Yeah. Uh, how, At what point did you guys start to look at each other? I mean, you guys were winning games, and, and you guys probably looking at each other like, yeah, you know, this team is, we could beat this team, and, you know, you guys are pretty sure. But at what point did, like, the emotion start to set in, like, hey, this is going to be a chance for us to fly out you guys flew out. You guys went to Thailand for the boot camp, right? Yep. Yeah. At what point did d- during this whole thing before, let's say the 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 community cups ended? What point were you guys looking at each other like, "Hey, this is like really a thing. Like this is like this is really gonna happen."
1: I think. Um. Honestly, I felt like as soon as we, a couple weeks into getting together, like so we were in the community cups. And we were just dominating them all. And Immortals wasn't there anymore. Like, as soon as we kind of formed, they kind of dropped out for a bit. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, we know we can beat these guys. And we want them to come back. So then, as soon as Valor Cup started, I think we we won the first week against them. And we just kind of knew that, you know, we're going to be uh, one of the, the, probably the best team there. Because we just, I don't know, though, just the way we play together, it's just, it's so, like, synchronized. And we just kind of know... What everybody's doing without, like, without even having to tell each other, so it just works really well.
0: So, I I don't know if I'm touching a, a secret area in your super, you know, your <laughs> super boot camp at Thailand, but what is the training regiments like? Do you guys just scrim against North American teams, or are you thrown into solo queue with, you know, the players from Thailand and and or uh, the players of that region? So when we went to thailand boot camp Mm -hmm. a lot
1: of it so all all the 12 teams were all there so every night we were just setting up scrims with like just random teams from each region and stuff like that and when we weren't scrimming we were always doing solo queue on the thailand server which was just awesome because they have so many new like so many players you find games so fast and everybody's just like really good so it's a lot of fun
0: do you feel like Eastern countries take esports more serious than Western European countries and North America.
1: Yeah, I definitely think so. And you were able, you were
0: able to see that. You were able to see that firsthand out there in Thailand.
1: Yeah, it was just crazy there. It's like crazy how popular like the mobile esports scene was out there. Like, I went in to buy like a pair of jeans, right, with my with my tour guide, and I come out and he apparently he told them like why I was there and they all started taking pictures with me. And I was like, wow, like these guys see me as like a superstar or something. And like you come back here and it's kind of like, what what game are you playing? And you can play on your phone and stuff like that. Questions like that. But over on the east, it's just like everybody knows about it, you know?
0: I think that's uh I think that's pretty awesome. What would you say the you know, obviously, I, I've I mentioned this uh, several times in previous episodes about how I felt the mobile culture, like, or esports in general, because even big, you know, tier one esports games like League of Legends and, and Counter Strike, they don't have as big of a representation in Western countries as they do in Asia. Is it something like, is there something like maybe? culturally like maybe we just refuse to accept esports as something that's serious or like what are your opinions on like what maybe why esports is like still like i want to say relatively new but it's not taken as serious what are some of the things you notice like
1: maybe i think it's just like like a built-in like you know like when people people don't like video games as much here though like your parents or something they'll say stop playing video games go do something like more productive and stuff like that but i i don't know it's just it's just looked down on you know playing video games here whereas in the east it's just not as much it's almost like a sport in the east but here it's just like something to do to waste time
0: right on so do you think um Do you think the West has what it takes to adapt to like, you know, the Eastern, you know, the Eastern hype, like how they the how they hype esports? Do you think do you think that we're getting close? Do you think that we have ways to go?
1: I think it's going to take a little bit of time. I mean, it's it's definitely going to take a couple of years. I mean, just seeing how it is. But I really hope it does, to be honest, because it'd be really cool.
0: Uh so like in terms of being now with ALG, do you feel like they provide every like all the resources necessary to like up your game? I was reading some articles online like in regards to or, you know, for instance, I'll bring up the video that what that AOV posted with the uh the mic. Uh like I guess they they had like uh the guys had you they had you mic'd up. Yeah. And uh one of you guys was just like you know, during the World Cup, one of the things that was mentioned was you know like we need a coach is that something that you guys are looking forward to bringing on board or like like for instance let's just take the, the world cup as a whole you guys have now come on the grand stage arena valor yeah. is a new release in north america you guys showed up to the group stages you guys played your hearts out what are the takeaways from what you experienced from the regional circuit all the way to the world cup and how is it how are you guys preparing to uh show up for the next uh series that are coming up whether it's the you know the valor cup or the world cup
1: well i think like after seeing everything like it just makes you want to play more like you want to like focus more play more practice more and everything like that and then you see like also from like our organization standpoint we kind of need more resources to get as good as some of these teams are like some of these teams The Korea, the number one team, they were actually from Korea, but their server was a lot smaller, kind of like North America. So what they did was they moved their team to Taiwan, and they moved them there to play on, like, that's the most competitive server. So they had them practicing there for months and months and months. They, They got a coach from Kings of Glory, the Chinese version. So he had, like, five years of experience in the game, and they just had, you know, like, everything. Everything they could possibly need, they had it. So it's just... And all the teams there at the boot camp have coaches, managers, I mean, people that just set up scrims for them, people that just follow them around. And Uh us, it was just It was just you guys running the ship. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, I think you guys did a very good job considering um, the fact that you don't have, you know, you guys don't have a coach uh, or you didn't have a coach at that time are you guys uh, looking into getting a coach or is is that something that ALG is prepared to uh, maybe look into for you guys or?
1: Um, I think they will, but it's, it's really hard to find here. I mean, it's hard as enough to find like good players because the game is just like starting out here like six Mm -hmm. months and there's not a lot of like uh, motivation or resources to put into it yet. Like a lot of orgs are looking to come in, but they're, kind of hesitant because they don't know how far it's going to go. And I think that's kind of how Allegiance is with like trying to get a coach and all this stuff. They just want to wait and see if it's like worth it or not yet.
0: Yeah. So you guys have the talent. You guys obviously have the skill to, you know, that you guys are our are, are North American champions. Uh, but in regards, so in regards to all the resources available, you do have some similarities. Uh, you are on some sort of level playing field with the other teams in regards to let's say like the resources available to let's, you know, to continue to evolve. So right now it's just going to be the core team right now, just working with in yourselves to just get better.
1: Yep. That's basically what it's going to be right now, I think.
0: So when can we expect to see the next, uh, we'll start with the community cups. I saw something on discord, but I'll let you, uh, I'll let you say it. Um, the community cups
1: are the ones ran by ESL and I think they just started up this week. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how many teams are going to sign up for it because it's off season and a lot of the teams are like, uh, switching around rosters and picking up new players and trying things out right now. Okay. But the valor cup, the actual tournament starts September 1st, I
0: heard. So the valor cup, you guys, obviously you guys are going to get, uh, thrown right in there since you guys were uh representing us in the world cup will the community cups will the i guess the vic you know the the team with the highest point from the community is it going to be like the same as last uh, season where the team with the highest points gets plucked in for the regionals as well um i heard it was something like the top
1: four teams might have like a like a buy better yeah like a better spot or better chance of getting in Mm-hmm. But I think like the week before they'll probably have like the placing like they did before to like get into it. I'm not sure if they're going to have like the whole knockout set up before. I heard something about them like keeping just all eight teams throughout the entire time and not having like people switch in and out of it to keep the points kind of like a uh, more close and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I- I'm just I'm cur- I'm not like 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure they're working on it to make it like closer
0: and more competitive i believe it i believe it so i want to talk about your relationship with your team you know obviously uh, anybody that's ever played in a team anybody that's ever been in a a part of an organization uh you know there's good days and there's bad days there's things you notice about your team members and there's things your team members notice about you what are some of the funny things or or what are some of the interesting things you guys do let's say if you guys are on a tilt uh what are some of the things that you or your teammates do to like either either reverse the tilt or like just crush the like the negative behavior like the negative attitude you know when you're in a funk
1: um i think the best way that we kind of get out of it is just like coming up with something funny or just laughing it off or something like that and yeah i think that's if you watch that uh video of Uh our mic and stuff like that we always made like jokes and stuff being sarcastic and things like that just to keep it like lighthearted, you know just so so we can get into the next
0: one so who would you say is the funniest person on uh on your Uh, team
1: i think at the worlds it had to be like sleepy or pew because Uh he was korean and he didn't really know that much english but he knew how to just make us laugh sometimes with this with the things that he said.
0: Who is the most competitive?
1: Um, I think the most competitive has to be KO. Like he always after the games, he always looks at what other people are doing. The whole time down there, a lot of the time he spent with the solo laner from Korea, just trying uh-huh. to figure out everything that he was doing and like copy what he does and get better. So I think it's gotta be him.
0: That's a pretty good uh, trait to have. It's it's good. It seems like you guys have like a good balance between like the brains and like you guys have the muscle, you guys have the smarts, and you guys have the humor to kind of yeah. overcome. And, uh, you know, it clearly shows in your guys' success. So Korea won the yep. World Cup. Do you feel like they truly are the number one team or do you think Thailand is within striking distance to, I guess, return to, I guess, what people had perceived that some some people perceived to be, the you know, they were the number one team at one point?
1: I think, I, th- based on, like, playing them, like, Korea just really, really, like, countered us a lot, like, our play style and kind of countered Thailand's play style too because the way they play is, like, They just look for picks and they look for objectives and they don't try to fight that much. Whereas, Uh like us and Thailand, more was just like, it was a lot of team fighting. Like, everybody just loves the team fight. So, they try to, they were really good at like limiting team fights and just like winning from a gold advantage kind of perspective and objective perspective. And I think that's why they won. But if I had to say, I think Thailand is just like more like skilled, but Uh Korea is just more like, how do you say it like
0: so you feel like thailand might be more skilled as in like knowledgeable yeah. and korea might be maybe mechanically it's, it's or vice no, versa no, no.
1: I, v- vice versa i think korea just had like the knowledge and like the how to play the economy right just keep your gold ahead uh-huh. stay ahead in objectives and stuff like that and map control whereas thailand just good mechanically with like team fights and like coordination and stuff like that
0: so, for you guys, uh, I, I keep hearing, like, uh, one of the takeaways. I forgot who posted it on Twitter, but there was, like, a shock because you guys had went to Thailand. You guys were preparing for, you know, for the World Cup. And uh, it was like a meta change. We were seeing a lot of champions that um, that don't normally make appearances in Western solo queue. I kept hearing the Crixie, the, yeah. you know, champions like Grack. What, what were some of the differences in some of the champions that normally you would see, you know, uh, on a regular, let's say a regular day, of solo queue or a competitive play versus what was actually shown at the World Cup?
1: It was crazy. Like, it felt like every day we were like in the boot camp, it just felt like every day we we're seeing like something new that just pops up out of nowhere and was suddenly just like one of the best things to play. Like, uh, I think it was, well, at boot camp, it was mainly the, the grok. Uh-huh. Like, in North America, like, if you pick Grok, people feed on your team and say, like, why are you trolling and blah, blah, blah. And then you get to boot camp and he's, like, the most,
0: like, highly contested pick. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's like,
1: like, wow. Like,
0: w- what are we missing? <laughs> Same thing with the um, the Crixie because Crixie, I remember, I mean, even in, you know, Platt, yeah. where I was swimming around for the past few seasons, uh, you know, people would pick Crixie and, and they'd be, like, you know, this is... You know, either she a had, you know, her attack speed is low um, or people felt like her like the ability to execute mechanically with her was more yeah. of a liability than an asset to success. But in, in the World Cup uh, and I'm not the first person to be speaking about this because uh, I think uh, e, uh, TJ also mentioned it on his podcast. It seemed like yep. me- if you could master the mechanical aspect of some of these. The uh, more difficult champion what would other be otherwise be considered difficult champions you were actually miles ahead of the competition
1: yeah so I feel like this game what makes it like so I mean fun for me and fun for other people is that like you can pick up not every hero because some heroes are just not as good but there's just some weird ones where you can just practice it so much and just get so good at it that it just becomes almost impossible to stop and almost to the point where they just have to ban it from you or something like that. So it's just in that aspect, it makes it really fun for players to get into. Because people might think something's not as good. But then you can be really good with it and make it and turn it into something a lot bigger. Like now everybody plays Grok because the one guy on Thailand was amazing with it. Yeah. And everybody plays Scud all of a sudden because the one Thailand player was just destroying people at boot camp with it. And it just became like a meta pick and no one questions you if you pick it now. So it's just really cool to see that kind of stuff.
0: I remember in the uh, the regionals uh or and also the Valor the community cups that were streamed uh people were giving you guys grief for bringing Alice. Yeah. But you know like for me like I had always played Alice like literally that was my one trick pony champion. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I I if you look at my win record I, like I I think I'd have like a 70% win rate with her and everybody's like no why are you playing You know, why are you playing Alice? You know, she's really not that, you know, useful. She's not in the meta, this, that, and the other thing. And then, you know, I'm seeing you guys, and I'm seeing Immortals, I'm seeing all these teams whip it out. And then there's success. And I'm like, hey, man, look at that. Like, and now I see Alice all the time, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, sometimes it just, sometimes you buy an item on somebody and it just breaks them and it makes them amazing. And sometimes you just figure out, like, certain ways to use them. And you use them right, and it just makes them just awesome. So it's just cool to see. Just every day, there's something new coming. It's just weird. It's so weird, in, but it's cool.
0: In that same breath, do you? F- how important do you feel? Uh, philosophy is like, uh, like, like, like playstyle philosophy. You know, I know some people yeah. call it playstyle. How important is it for people like? to because people can pick up a champion and start playing it like yep. like a robot basically you know with mm-hmm. no with no real idea or uh, you know idea of the end game of how they want their champion to be built or you know what kind of compositions they're going to be good against or bad against how important is it to have uh ideas or philosophies when you're picking a champion you know when you're in the pick yeah. and ban phase how important is it
1: that's honestly, it's one of the probably the most important time in the game. And that's why we were kind of saying like, we'd like a coach, because if you look over at Korea, they have a guy that's been like in this type of game in Kings of glory playing this and doing this kind of stuff for like four or five years now. And he does, if you saw him, he, he writes down everything, every pick, every band. He probably has a plan for everything. Mm-hmm. And we're just sitting there like, we're just trying to pick some heroes that we're really comfortable with. Meanwhile, he's just counterpicking everything that we do. So it's like you go into it and you see our picks and bans and you go against the guy in your lane and you're like, wow, that hero across from me just completely counters mine right now. So like, what am I supposed to do? So it's just really, I don't know, it's really mental in the pick and ban phase. Like every pick, you got to change up what you're what you're looking for.
0: So going into the next season, is ALG better now that they've had the experience? You guys have had the experience in the World Cup. You guys have had the experience now on the big stage. You guys have dealt with the nerves. You guys have dealt with wins. You guys have dealt with the losses. Are you guys better because of this? Are you guys, or, do you know, where where do you guys, like, stand uh, as a team, morale-wise, you know, going into this next season?
1: Um. I think we just, we got a ton better from that. Like, it just opened our eyes to, like, how like complicated the game kind of is and how, like, how much you can perfect it if you just work on it. Uh-huh. So I think we're really excited to get into the next season of Valor Cup and just show the things that we learned and just try to continue to dominate.
0: So this might be a, a silly question, you know, now in hindsight, thinking that you got, you know, knowing that you guys have now played on an actual stage in an arena. Yeah. How is it playing, you know, because I've always known you to be somewhat the the quiet type, yeah, you know, <laughs> you were you, you only, like when we played Hawk and you were chiming in online chat, you were always very like you would chime in maybe like once every half a day. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and you go from that kind of environment and now you're playing you're playing in a, uh, a stadium, you know, you're playing in, in an arena how how is that you know are people like yelling at you from the the stands like because they could see what you're doing right is there like a delay or everything's real time
1: um i think it's a little bit delayed but Uh, okay but it's it's just um i don't know it's just like you get nervous in the beginning but then it's just after a little bit you just kind of forget about it and it just kind of feels like you're sitting at home just playing (laughs)
0: I th- I think that's, that's pretty I'm, I think that's pretty cool coming from you you know especially knowing how you were back in the day and you know it's it really does seem like you guys have like you especially you it seems like you have like a really steel nerve when yeah. it comes to this you know and uh like I, I said usually before, just
1: stay calm through everything you know I don't know that's just kind of how I am
0: so all right so we touched on the World Cup next season what are your what are your goals i know obviously you know my goal is to take it all the way to the top man we're going to <laughs> we're going to mount everest with this one man but like what are your what are your realistic goals where, where do you where do you feel your team is now that you've had the experience uh where, where do you feel like you guys stand in this next coming season are you guys do you think you guys have more of you know more of a chance now to to make it further
1: well i think the NA scene is gonna get a lot stronger and a lot more different competition because I can already see a bunch of new players coming out of nowhere and rank and stuff like that that are just pretty good. So I'm excited for that and I wanna stay on the top. And I think we'll, I think we'll do, I think it'll be the same. I think we'll still win. And I wanna really wanna see how we, how we do at the next, the next uh, world competition.
0: Have you had a chance to play the game on the Nintendo Switch? no i have not okay i was gonna ask you whether your opinion was geared you know like what did you feel was better either the mobile version or the switch version i'm
1: always i'm always gonna stick to mobile i'm just just how i am i don't know i don't like to change up what i'm doing
0: (laughs) yeah i hear you i hear (laughs) you man but like you know again i really want to thank you for taking the time you know, coming in. You know, I wanted to sit here with you for at least about thirty minutes or so. We did make yep. it to the thirty-minute mark. I really wanted people to hear what you had to say in regards to your experience, and um you know, I couldn't say enough. I was even telling my wife, you know, when when you hit me up, and I was just like, I was like, hon, you remember Matt? And she's like, yeah, yeah I remember Matt. And I was like, yeah, we we used to play hawk together. And he's like, she's like, yeah, and I was just like, well, you know he's in ALG now, they just finished the World Cup, he's going to come on the podcast. She's like, are you serious? She's like, because she didn't know. Cause she, I, I, watched, I usually watch the, uh, I was watching the World Cup like, you know, off to the side, like in another room, you know, because I didn't want to yes. be like screaming, you know, like when I was, you know, seeing something I enjoyed, you know, and it's just really cool. It's really cool because in your particular situation, you know firsthand how difficult it is for a mobile game To survive oh my god yeah (laughs) you know we went you know we saw what happened to hawk and i always get grief like man you always talk about hawk and i'm like you have to understand that game was ahead of its time those
1: were those were man it was just so good i just can't believe how good it was for how long ago it was
0: yeah you know it was like the it was the first experience you know what i'm saying it was our first taste of a mobile moba and for what it was worth lag aside bugs aside it was a pretty solid experience. It had it the, awesome. the best of touch controls. It had the best of, you know, but lo and behold, a game that a lot of people thought was going to succeed in the the MOBA market yep. ended up failing. And a lot of people, a lot of good players, you know, ended up disappearing because yep. of the experience. A lot of people that I no longer keep touch with, you're one of the very few people that I continue to keep touch with from well over five years, you know, when mobile, I mean, I was still learning how to stream my Android, my Samsung Galaxy S2 to Twitch. And the thing was a potato, a barely ran yeah. Hawk as is, and I was trying to stream it to Twitch and host tournaments. And, you know, seeing how you as, you know, I was a community uh, event organizer, you were the player, you know, yep. we relied heavily on you guys to show up. And, you know, I also had to see when you guys were at your. You guys felt your best when you were playing, and I also had to see the when the motivation was slipping. Yeah. And it was pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I'm gonna say it was. It is pretty cool to see that you know, somebody that I know from way back in the day, fought, or you know, and and continued to stick it out. And you guys have you know you you have the chance now. You're basically living the dream. But what what we all started playing hawk for you know you're actually having a chance to live it out yep. in AoV with the team playing on a professional stage and for that man i salute you and everybody that knows you salutes you and your effort man and i want to say thank you again for spending time with me here and and doing this interview and i i would hope to have you again sometime soon but i wa- i want you guys to just get back in there and and practice 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 oh yeah and then you know when the dust settles we'll have you on again and you know We'll have a much more casual conversation you know for, for mm-hmm. this one i just wanted more people to uh to get to know you know mts aka mts amazing you know well thank you
1: <laughs> you're kind of the one i got to say thank you to you though because you're kind of the one that you know started me out with all the competitive gaming you know like the you were the first one to start hosting tournaments and you always had them going and that's what kind of kept me playing that game and just even when it was going down you still had some tournaments going and i always wanted to play in them and it just made me love the competition and that's just why i kept playing so i gotta say thank you for that
0: well thank you man you know and i hope everything continues to work out and you know we'll chit chat on discord privately afterwards and you know just to find out how everything's going man so again everybody alg mts arena valor pro player The pride of North America right now, and we're going to see what they can do on the next coming season. So, season salt, MTS, see you guys later.